Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Donna Roach, CIO at University of Utah Health. In part one, Roach talks about the most important components of a digital strategy, which include embracing agility, having a solid architecture, and creating an enablement committee. Why sometimes a CIO needs to take on the salesperson role, and the approach she took to get to know her team during COVID. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and it all starts with a tiny endpoint software sensor that works with Windows, Linux, Mac, and mobile, deploying fast with no reboots and no blue screens. We protect nearly 200 healthcare organizations with more joining us every day. Find out more about the power of the crowd at crowdstrike.com healthcare. Okay. I'm really glad to be talking to you and um, just wanted to kind of catch up and talk about what you're doing sure. there. And then especially in terms of things like digital, which is just really so interesting to me, the, the, the turn it's taken. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It's kind of funny. I was asked, I was probably day one, I got here and they're like, on our strategic plan, we have this digital strategy that needs to be developed. And here you go, Donna, it's yours and you can work with the CMIO. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so it, they had already kind of been going down the path. And I said, well, tell me what you think is digital. And they're like, well, it's, yeah. it's virtual care, telehealth. And I said, oh, okay. So, but you realize it's more than just that, right? It's the whole gamut of stuff. And they're like, well, yeah, that's why we want you to develop a strategy and a governing body. And I'm like, okay, good. At least we're coming from the same page that it, it's more than just, you know, virtual care and telehealth. So terminology becomes very interesting with people. They definitely uh, get a little caught up with it. And I'm like, you do realize right. almost everything in IT is digital. So <laughs> it, it's just a True. name. We're just working yeah. with a name here. So they've yeah. come along. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, as you said, I'm sure it really did make a difference that they had already started looking into it. But can you talk about like what your initial steps were to kind of get this moving and really get that digital transformation going? Yeah. And, and I would say kind of assessing the environment here, it's an academic setting and everything's just sometimes a little bit slower, a little bit more purposeful than what you would normally see in most organizations. So we spent a lot of time just trying to understand from a strategy side, what does this mean? How do you want to engage on it? And it actually was really good timing because what we did was we created a governance structure around it. We said, we'll have what we're calling a digital enablement committee. It's made up of a number of people throughout the organization. We look towards best practices of saying, okay, what, what have others done who have accelerated their digital platforms or digital strategy? And one of the things we noted from them was they did have this really good representation across the organization. So I have some department chairs on it. I have Marcom. I've got hospital operations. So a lot of good representation. You know, I have a counterpart on the uh, university side. So there's a CIO on the university. He sits on this committee and it's, it really lends itself then to be strategy, right? We're strategic developers of where the roadmap needs to be. I think the other thing we try, we're trying to introduce to them is we know best practice is to kind of create more of an agile approach to this. So 
quicker development yeah. cycles and not rely on the various vendors. You still have to bring vendors or outside partners in, but this is more about how do you create kind of an agile process with product teams and product structure. Yeah. So kind of introducing that into the organization. And that's been kind of interesting because their familiarity with that agile framework isn't as high as where I've seen it at other healthcare organizations. So it's kind of right. taken a step back and, okay, let's talk about why we would do this. What's the importance of doing this? And you know, why do you want to do this kind of work and development versus what we've traditionally have done in IT and our kind of traditional operating build run model of IT operations. So it's getting people on board. A lot of it is I feel sometimes like I'm, I'm doing the sales job, right? I'm going out, I'm meeting with a lot of strategy owners that are on our strategic plan. They own different steps within the strategy. And I, have met with them to say, okay, here's our deck, our digital enablement structure governance, and and they're going to own the roadmap and they'll own kind of chartering these product teams, but your strategy could potentially be on the roadmap. So let's talk about how we work together to enable your strategy so that when you need IT and components of it, we can help in leveraging it. So that, that's been really good. I think virtual and telehealth are key elements on the digital roadmap, and we can show kind of what we need to do and how we need to improve upon that so that we're yeah. working through some of that. You know, it's good. Like any academic setting, you've got lots of pockets of people doing things, and there's, you know, we're trying to really pull it all together so it's a unified approach rather than kind of the pockets of people doing things. Right, right. Yeah, that comes up as something that's important. Yeah. Um, like with the digital strategy, that's something where you have worked with the university side CIO. I, I imagine a lot to just really make sure from the get-go um, yeah. that everyone's on the same yeah. page. Yeah, because, you know, some of the things too is you got to realize, and people don't think about this, but to enable a strong digital strategy, you have to have a digital architecture underneath it to support it. So we may have bits and pieces of it, but we don't have a full digital framework, digital architecture. So we have to build that out in addition to the outward facing strategy. So if you try to accelerate too much on the application side without having the architecture underneath it, it's going to fail. And you can see examples of it, not just in our organization, others. We have Epic as our base EHR. But we, we need to build upon that. It's how do you improve that to our consumer and to our patient? You know, it's not just about turning to Epic and saying, well, improve it. We have to do that. And so architecturally, how do you, you do that within, you know, in the delivery of, you know, the digital roadmap? So that plays big into the offerings and what we can do, you know, just think about cloud and How do you enable more cloud operating model? How do you enable more of a fire-based operating model or API model into the architecture? Yeah. And on the the Epic side, on the EHR side, what are some of the, uh, the things you've had to do in terms of that architecture? Yeah. So one of the things we're going to be implementing Beaker, to me, that's key. You know, that's a, a component that will accelerate, I think, the interoperability of clinical data. 
because we we were at Cerner and we were working closely with our reference lab, but now it being all on Beaker, now all being integral to Epic will really help in streamlining, but workflows change. <laughs> you know, so how do you generate yeah. <laughs> a specimen lab and how do you reprint it? And so all that workflow, we're going through all the process of retraining and getting people set up. Oddly, we started down this path and here's how the pandemic impacts everything along the supply chain. We couldn't find the labels for the new zebra printers. And it's like, oh, wow. you have to have those labels in order to go live with some of the barcoding and barcoding of the specimen and stuff. So it was like, you know, mad scramble to find the labels and they've been impacted by the pandemic in the supply chain. So every little piece gets impacted some way or another. Yeah. And the fact that you came in maybe about <laughs> six, seven months into COVID, yes. I'm sure that that didn't didn't exactly make your job easier, but in some ways, at least people were kind of already, yeah. at least COVID didn't happen that day, I guess. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, right? It When yeah. you come in, you're, you're level set. You're all in the same boat. You all have to do Zoom calls. You all have to do team calls. So that's, to me, is, okay, I'm no different than anybody else. And very few meetings have we even moved to in person. So they're all still team or Zoom based. So it's kind of like nice. It's like, okay, the funny things like meeting my staff and getting to know them. I'm a relationship building person. So Zoom and Teams can only take you so far. And so the first time you meet people, you're like, wow, I didn't know you were that tall. <laughs> you're like taken aback by their presence that they have. For some people, I think it might be quite difficult, but for me, it was like, okay, well, everybody's in the same boat. So, you know, I have to make a special effort to get to know people. I did a lot of one-on-ones with people. I'm, you know, I kind of had my list of people and I just started ticking them off. And in the organization, people were great about setting up, even if it was a half hour, get to know me kind of call, you know, really it worked out pretty well. And think about it from the sense of, you know, I came from Ascension and Ascension very, we were all dispersed. When we were in a market, my peers might be down in Florida or Connecticut or Kansas or Detroit. So you get used to it. You don't see it as a barrier. You see it as, okay, I, I can make this work. And I think too, as, as we move to more of a mobile workforce and trying to do kind of that hybrid what I learned at Ascension really helps apply. It's like, I enjoy it. It's like, I don't see it as a barrier. And here's what I think we can yeah. do. And, and being very purposeful about communication. So whereas yeah. people who haven't been in that setting before, they're, they're struggling a little bit. And I'm like, no, yeah, we can do it. I know it can be done. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is an adjustment for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. I've learned and I've lived in a lot of different areas. I've learned how to make it work when I come into a new market. I make sure I have things outside of work, right? I play tennis and I play golf. I always make sure I find my church and and those things yeah. help balance out my own mental health of how do I continue to make everything balanced so it's not just all about work and throwing everything into work. So, yeah. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com 
backslash podcast.